Tonight, we see many more returning characters, plus the explosions continue. We're talking about that right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Dance. It makes me excited to talk about Veronica Mars. Hello and welcome everybody. Hello to all of our marshmallows out there. Um, and welcome. Tonight we are going to be talking about the Aloof Maloofs and Leo versus Logan. Plus we've got the city council meeting and where does this leave us in the case? We're going to talk about um, the whole case overall as far as we know it. But before we get started with that... We're going to say hello to Shay Jones. Hi, how are you doing today? Oh, I love the fellas. Hi, guys. How are you? We are good. I'm good, and you're one of the original marshmallows, and I love talking about this show, especially this episode, episode four, Heads You Lose. I mean, that's a pretty graphic title. Let's just start with that. Well, I mean, it's explicit as well. But before we jump into that, we also have to introduce you, Miss Kelsey. Yes. Hi, Tyler. Hi, we're Hi, everybody. We're just doing a let's introduce each other day, and I really like that. We might just continue that from now on. I mean, you had to, you, I got to introduce you, too. You're amazing. You're amazing. And we're both summery, spring, very happy and bubbly. Not quite the same vibe that's happening on this episode, because many... At least we're parts of it. <laughs> yeah. Different body parts and different people have better days than others. Some live and some die. That's all I'm saying. Um, what are your overall thoughts on this episode, since we're talking about it? Overall, there are so many blasts from the past that I so appreciated and got so giddy for. From, <laughs> from obviously, season three, but then we had some throwback throwbacks with Vinny Van Lowe. You even threw in Sarah Highland in here as a cameo, and I was just like, girl, what happened? How did you end up in the V Mars world? I'm so excited, though. It is so fun to see new people coming in every episode. It's really refreshing that they didn't start with all of the people that were returning in episode one and two. It's nice that we're on episode four and there's still new characters being introduced from, you know, season four, season three, Three, and before. Um, So I hope that that continues. I hope that we still see new people coming up. I'm holding out for a couple, I think, that I want to see, but I don't know that that's going to happen. We'll talk about that in news about some of these returning players that might not be returning. Um, Let's go ahead and jump in, though, because this is a packed informational episode. So I'm titling the Maloofs very aloof because (laughs) um, Daniel Maloof's character, Congressman Maloof, he is not telling any information to Logan and he's just going around to different people and just hides information. I just feel like he's hiding everything from everyone, kind of. Um, But before we get into him, his wife, Amelia... His mother. uh, Sorry, his mother. Oh, that could have been tricky and gross. But his mother hires Vinny. Vinny Venlo. First of all, can we just talk about the fact that Kim Reno plays this character... Very well. He's been doing it since season two of Veronica Mars, and I always get excited when I see him. Even in the movie, seeing Vinny was just a moment of, oh, we're really back in Neptune right now, and I'm so here for it. He does feel very Neptune. Him as a character is so sleazy and slimy, (laughs) um, but he's so 
lovable. Like, it wouldn't be the same without him in it. Now, it really... When Kristen, they used, they will post, like, little behind-the-scenes photos, and they're just like, oh, guess who's back? I was ecstatic. As a fan, I've been watching the show since 04. So, to see, especially Vinny and Cliff show up, and Ken Reno has that, like, comedic timing that just never fails, no matter what he's doing. And every time he's Vinny, you're just like... You're kind of gross for an older guy, but somehow... You still get information, and you always wonder how that's possible. And he still gets work, you know, but he'll take anything. That's that's who he is as a character. And I think that's why he got hired by the Maloofs, is um, no one else is caring or looking for the missing ring, this heirloom. But Let's be real clear, that's not the biggest... Uh, yeah, people are dying, so right, I mean, we're not... Uh, our first mission isn't a piece of jewelry, so that is kind of where we're at. But Vinny, he'll, I mean, he needs work, so he'll take it. So Vinny took the job. Um, do you think that Vinny is actually going to succeed in finding this ring, or is he going to... Is this a wild goose chase? Is he going to take their money and run? Definitely on the, taking the money and running. <laughs> it's Vinny. Like, when you when you think of Vinny, he's always in it for the quick cash. He always looking for the easy out to things to get to the end result, which is making as much money as he can before he gets caught. That's just seriously who he is as a character. When it comes to this ring, however, I don't know, I have a sneaking suspicion why he might just get surprisingly lucky. I don't know why. I feel like he's this might be the time where he might actually get lucky and get the right person. Or right, the right ring, I that, should say. Maybe a ring. Maybe he'll come up and get a ring, and it'll end up being maybe the wrong one. I So the ring just keeps coming into the picture here and there in small doses to where for us, for me as a viewer, I'm like, okay, the ring doesn't matter. Like you just said a, min- a moment ago, we've got bigger fish to fry here. People are dying. There are bombs going off. But it still keeps coming up, and it makes me wonder... Will the ring have anything to do with finding the bomber or the chain? Like, does As that if, have some, like? Is that a clue? Is that a missing puzzle piece? Okay, so for me, the only um, we're assuming in somehow during the bomb, the ring just flew away. And either, let's say the bomber came back as everybody rushed in, the camera crews, the crime scene photos. And as most people do, they return to the scene of the crime to see the you know what's left after it. So. He could have also spotted the ring, and he could have taken the ring. So, in my way, that's the only way I feel like the ring can stay connected, is if somehow the bomber, whoever that may be, ends up with it. Okay. May- what if... Yeah, there's a lot of what-ifs. <clears throat> there's a lot of what-ifs, I think, with this ring situation, because we would have to know more about what happened at the time. Or, if Alex, you know, had the ring, what if he Ooh. took the ring before? Theory. Mm. Jenny, okay, so her friend that we saw, yes. we she might still be enough to, we don't know, but what if the ring flew where she was and she just didn't return it? Right. So maybe the ring will resurface. I don't know. I'm thinking it just keeps coming up a little bit. I hope though there will be some closure about the ring one way or another, I guess is my point. Now, again, with the Maloofs, um, Daniel, the congressman Daniel, keeps going behind Logan's back. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. Technically, it's the same lot. It's the same not telling. I was, I should say, right? Yes, he's not telling Logan about a lot of things that are happening. Putting the hit out on the brothers. Yes. So, 
I, we can say, you know, we see what his character is. This explains his character right here, that he isn't talking, telling Logan these details, but he keeps going behind other people's backs. And I feel like that's going to get him caught with one of these groups. What do you think? Okay, so you asked the cartel guys to basically murder the brothers, right? That's I mean, exactly granted, what he did. He paid him to murder, kill cars. Well, he brothers. He planned to pay them. I don't think he has paid them yet, right? We didn't see him pay it. Yeah, so this he, is the big question. So we haven't seen him pay it. However, I feel like the only reason he said it in the first place is because he, he was feeling very back into a corner and fearing for his life, but that also doesn't seem as Daniel Maloof's character. Like, who he is as a person. He, I feel like he really does care about the country, and he does care about being a senator and what he can do throughout the community. That's just who he is, it seems. But granted, when you put somebody back to in the corner or you scare them enough, you never know what they're capable of. This is true. And he also has a blackmailer who comes back into play for this episode. Um, so he sends him an email, The bla- his blackmailer does, and he takes claim to these bombings these bombs that are happening so i don't know who that is and veronica mars took a picture of it so you know she's gonna dig into that but do we have any thoughts on his blackmailer being involved i feel like that was more of just an opportunity okay i'll take it granted if it's not that's very smart (laughs) whoever the farmer is like i'm also on a blackmail you but also the only way to do that is to almost kill your brother to get you to fall in line threat i mean there's there's some missed logic within just the thought process of that however i really just feel like it's more of like maybe a red herring thing the blackmail wants to do just saying i like if you do not come back to sin if you don't race i want to keep bombing this city that you feel so fond of, I should say. I see. I see where you're going. I agree with you on this. Okay, let's take a quick uh, break from Crime Talk, and let's jump over to some love interests, perhaps? Keep it, bring it a little lighter on the topic. Let's talk about Leo and Logan. So, no, no less a drama, you know. No less drama! Just a little lighter topic. I have to say, Leo is looking very cute. Everybody, we were talking about this <laughs> right before the show. Everybody coming back in season four is just looking better than ever. They're, they've aged very well. Yes, they have. And Leo does the cutest return. I mean, first of all, he's now with the FBI. He Which has is something he accused Veronica of in the movie, thinking she was the FBI agent. Exactly. And he, that is, he's very successful. Um, that makes him more attractive. Um, he's very cute. Same little quirky, dorky personality. He comes back and he does um, the pizza trick, um, brings the food over to Veronica's, and there was a cute little exchange with Veronica, Leo, and Logan. And I no. thought Logan handled it really well. He was being very funny about it. I mean, well, you know, there's other feelings there, let's be real, but I thought it was very funny how it happened. Because I'm so curious if Logan really knows the depth of their past relationship. Because he has he, an idea. He, he did, has an idea, yeah. but I don't know if like Veronica He's actually assuming. told them, like told him, told Logan about her past with Leo. Because secondly, Mm-mm, she broke it up with Leo. Not sound like it. Because first season, she broke up with Leo for Logan. Yep. And then, oh, they, but they've 
Leo and Veronica have always had a flirtatious thing, whether they are dating or not dating. And the food thing is a very true aspect of their relationship. If you want information, I'm bringing you a pizza. I'm bringing you Chinese food. That's how we work. That's how we dabble. Yes. And that situation. So him bringing the pizza over and Logan answering the door and him just being like, I love a joke. You know, just tell me. What is it? (laughs) I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was a great writing piece. Like, Kudos to the writers. Yes. I thought it was very well done. It was super cute, in my opinion. No, but for me, the P.S. de resistance of that entire thing was Veronica coming home, and, you know, she hears somebody in the bathroom, and she's so confused. Yes! This is my favorite part of the whole show, and I she think. Comes, like, she looks so confused, like, who? what could he be possibly talking about? I don't, like, I don't have a friend that came over today. <laughs> you know my technical only friend is Macro Wallace, and Mac's somewhere in Istanbul, and... Wallace lives got a whole house in the old Niner district. Yeah, I don't like. He's who, got a kid. Right? He's busy. He's not here. Yeah. So, blast from the past. Leo comes out, and then Logan makes a dig, and I just find it so funny. He's like, "Wait a second, I think Piz will come out next." I was done. I was too. That I was, was like, pure comedy. It was I the loved best. it. Yeah, that was so good. Okay, but that leads me to they are now kind of. He she brings him along. They're sort of like working on. They go to a couple places together. I don't want to say working together because they're not working together, but they are. But a little bit, yeah. And she opens up to him about her relationship with Logan. He also opens up to her about you know his ex wife, and those are the things that she should have told Logan that she can't tell Logan. So I think it's always it's always been easier for a conversation with Leo. Like, her and Leo yeah. are very... Or, like, anyone else. She, anyone else She Logan. cannot talk to Logan very well about those deep conversations, I don't think. Which is because they, they've had it before, but that's always when they've been pushed to the limit. Right before. Like, they've, like they actually have to be pushed to the, a certain limit in time of their relationship, where now, here's the real... This is, this is what I'm feeling, this is what you're feeling. But they're, somehow, even five years of dating, they're still not at that... You can just tell me what you think. You obviously know I see a therapist. Right, exactly. Like, you're talking about real-life stuff. Now open up and have deep conversations. Now, you have always been Team Logan. Is that right? Always. Always! Okay, does that still stand after this episode? Yes. Okay. I mean, yes. I mean, I'm, I'll, I will always ship my Veronica and Logan, my true love, <laughs> as we call them. Which is just the first initials of each of their names, if anybody is very curious. And we legit, they're love. Yeah. They are love. They are this couple that is very passionate and fiery with each other. But they, as much as they bring out the worst in each other, they bring out the best in each other. Yeah. They like, need each other, too. Yeah, like, granted, I, I like the easy camaraderie and chemistry that she always ha- has had with Leo. She's always been able to talk to him about just anything. I mean, granted, you should be able to do that with your man. Yeah. But it's also what I always liked about their relationship because Leo gets her. Like, he understands when he's being played by her. Right. But he doesn't, you know, feel offended by it. That's true. But I don't think that she can play Logan like she plays Leo. No, because that's also where they get similar because they're very, they also have a similar process of things Mm -hmm. why it's just so easy for them to go into like that banter like when they're on the beach the first time of just yes i mean if you 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 know they see each other yeah see each other episode one of season four yes and if you like you know take my refrigerator 
third floor. Um, he's like full on sex, eye yeah. contact. She's like, I'll do a favor for you. Yeah, Sexually, no, no, wink, back, wink. no back door, but I'm down. But like, you know, they just they just have that role repertoire of they instantly get each other, even though they don't always agree. Right. No, yeah. I'm following. Ugh, I'm with you. I think that this episode teases me a little bit where I'm like, oh, I could see, like, they're, he's FBI, you know, she's PI, like, they get together, they have good chemistry, maybe I would like something there, but Logan is, like, the rock, you know, in her, I feel like, the relationship, and I feel like she needs Logan, whereas she could need or not need Leo in the same way, just like you're talking about. Yeah. I'm with you, but I'm excited. I'm glad that he's back, and I hope that he's around for a few more episodes. I believe he is. I'm pretty sure, according to IMDb, he is. Mm-hmm. However, the thing about having Leo, because also with the proposal that didn't happen, <laughs> there is now another suitor. You know, in a in a stance of the relationship, though they've been going strong for the last five years. I mean, now you you do have an ex that isn't any in any way like Piz. Like, well, Piz was just always soft and complacent. Lee, I mean, Leo is nice and everything, but he also is very sharp in the mind too, but also very nerdy like Piz was. But he gets Veronica in a way I never thought that Piz did. That's true. Yeah, I think that because Piz doesn't have the same interest and the same mind as far as, I keep bringing up like the FBI, but working in like law enforcement or anything like that. Piz was doing like radio shows and other things of that sort. So it wasn't professionally in the same direction as Veronica was, I would say. Yeah. Or even just the same mindset of things. Right. There you go. Well, I like him back and I'm excited to see him in the next couple episodes. I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to happen like sexually, but I bet they work together, you know, in this case. And I bet it's going to be cute because he's getting flashed from uh chief langdon and not really been given a chance to actually work the case with the police like the fbi wants so when you don't have another option and you do know the other person who might be pi but is also working the case you got to take your you know information where you can get it yes and speaking of this um this all boils up all of the law enforcement, the PIs, the murderheads, murderheads, and the FBI are all working together to find this. But at the end of this episode, um, we have the big city council meeting, and I just want to talk about that before we jump into you know all these different players of who's suspected in the bomb means. Um, but the city council meeting is really big because we find out a few things. We find out um, first of all. We see um, Max is back, and we also see that uh, BD, Big Dick, he... <laughs> I just... I, 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 it was like, BD, I legit, just, it takes me a moment to catch you know, up. I know, I see that in your eyes, and then I'm like, okay, let, we're just go, we're gonna go there, because that's his name, you know? Um, so Big Dick is yeah. making a big speech, and he gets really upset um, after the pizza guy... Um, Pin, I just like to call him the pizza guy, gets up and tells all of the information that he knows and calls out Big Dick and Clyde, and it becomes chaos in the courtroom, and they're not allowed to vote because it's too chaotic. And Big Dick really presses that and is like, we need to have the vote or there will be consequences. And then that's when it's like, 
so chaotic that we leave the courtroom. Um, so with the pizza guy kind of disclosing all of the information that Veronica Mars has come up with, um, if he's been bugged, uh, bugged the Mars investigations, or if it's Maddie that's giving him the information, he just announced it. Do you think that he's going to be in danger now that Big yeah. Dick and Clyde know that he's called him out on this? Definitely. You just be thinking and calling someone out is going to, like, end a situation unless you got proof. Yeah, you're asking for now your life to be in some type of disarray and danger. I will have to say that. Yes, he has... He's the loudmouth, you know? he's That's his character. Is He is out there. He's saying whatever's on his mind. No filter. Um, he just wants to get it out there. He kind of wants the attention because he's always in the media. Um, he's saying things for the murder heads, even when the murder heads were like, we didn't come to an agreement on that. So he kind of wants that attention. And I think, I think something bad is going to happen to him because he just can't bite his tongue. He just wants to talk. I think he's just more overzealous about things, especially... Being an amateur, quote unquote, detective, in that he believes he is, I love that. Like you, I think it's so funny because <laughs> you're. Cause it's you're, annoying and funny at the same time because you're. What you're trying to do is, do, if you're going to follow the facts, actually follow the facts. Don't make assumptions unless those unless your assumptions actually back up any grain of salt of evidence. Yeah, exactly. Fact check. Know what you're talking about. I mean, we're kind of in the information age right now and we're seeing that in real life happening so it's kind of fun to see that being reflected in this show too i would say um and it was just very chaotic in the courtroom so we kind of see where the votes are and it seems that big dick has a lot of people voting for him for nut um do you think that that's gonna pass do you have any thoughts on that bill coming through um, thoughts on it? I'm more of a wait on wait on it type of girl for we'll, that. We'll wait on it. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I guess it does depend, but I like that it got pushed, and I think that we really saw the true colors coming out of him as far as he had something, I think, planned maybe for that to be passed that day, and now maybe things will change. Maybe that'll be like a changing factor. Um, okay, before we move on, I just want to say thank you guys for watching all the marshmallows out there. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to give us a thumbs up, subscribe, and leave a comment. If you leave a comment, we'll definitely be sure to shout you out. Um, you can also join us live and do a live chat with us as well. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, then you can go ahead and give us those five stars and just let us know you're out there and you're as excited about us, about Veronica Mars as we are. So we really appreciate you guys being out there and we wouldn't be up here doing this if it wasn't for you so we just want to say thank you um thank you guys thank you okay (laughs) lastly let's just talk broadly about where this leaves us so we have chino we saw veronica mars talk to tim and mercer yes in chino and she got the information of how big dick clyde and Perry Walsh all know each other. Well, we know that now she knows that Clyde said BD up. And, you know, I just, first of all, I love the fact that we saw two 
people from the ghosts of her past and people she put away. I just thought that was awesome. Um, from Mercer um, and Tim Foyle, who also, if you guys don't know a little trivia, Tim Foyle also played Lucky in season two. When they invited him to come play Tim Foyle, that's why he had to grow a lot of hair, a little bit more weight to look like a totally different character, which he actually does if you look, look at pictures side by side. Yeah, I didn't notice this until you pointed this out to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah. That was amazing. Good he does fact. not look the, the same. And I just, it's and also funny the banter of it all, like them trying to goad her out of information and her still being that, I still have more, you know, one upness on you. She always has those one-liners, and she can put them right back in their place, which is what I really love about Veronica Mars. Yeah. It's, it's very... Just because you think you're smarter does not mean you're smarter than me. And she can outsmart almost anybody. That is true. hmm And then, you know, especially when she goes to see Weevil, and, you know, she really is fighting for her life when before he comes out to... She's like, I'm like, Juan Diego, sir, if you don't sit your little teenage self down, he was not a gangster, is what I really want to tell him. I know. He's trying to be. He's in training, I guess. So, yes. So, then she goes to the PCHers, and she's thinking that the robberies might have something to do with the bombings, that that might have some sort of a connection or correlation. And so, she kind of goes and talks to them about it, and Weevil saves her. Well, t- yeah, tells them to, like, get back off and like you don't know who she is and stuff she's gonna mess you up if you keep messing with her which is veronica mars fashion yes and then we finally get to see them have a conversation and it was just a very brief exchange and it wasn't mad or friendly i would say their conversation where it seems like in the last five years something obviously big happened the kind of fractured their friendship. This is the thing about Veronica and Weevil's relationship that always has been true, it seems like. They all go from friends, I mean enemies, to acquaintances, to friends, and they repeat. Each season of their lives. Yep, that's the formula. Like, seriously. So where are we at now, I think, do you think? I think enemies. We think enemies. For something that happened, I guess, between them in the five years that we don't know yet, but something happened to put them now... On a, just on a different way of thinking that we're not friends anymore mm. because of something you did. Yeah, because it's hard was. to tell, I feel like, in this episode. It, it's like something's there, but we're not getting the story yet. Yes. Yeah, that's it. And then, very interesting, um, Alonzo was there picking up Weevil's sister mm-hmm. because they're an item, you might say. And he sees Veronica, and Veronica sees him, and he finds out that she's a private investigator, but she doesn't know anything about him yet. So I think that will also come together. I'm not sure that it's good that he knows about her and she doesn't know about him, though. Definitely. I mean, it's always good to know more about the other person, I think, if you're trying to solve this crime. That just goes without saying. Especially when you don't know why. Like, do you just staring at me very intensely across the parking lot? <laughs> so intense. Those like, eyes were like lasers. You, just, you saw me get jumped. I was like, in my mind, I'm just like, granted, I didn't need your help. But still, really? You're just going to stand there and watch as these little kids. Exactly. He just, I'm surprised he didn't like pull out a cigarette or something. That was the mannerism. He was like, oh, let's see what happens. Let's see let's who see, dies. Let's see how she can handle herself. Exactly. So that happens. We see the PCHers again. Um, and then Keith is becoming what it seems like buddy buddies with Clyde. He's seems to hold his own whenever him and Veronica talk about it. Because Veronica even, even brings it up that he's like a buddy buddy 
with this guy now, and he's like, oh, I'm just doing business. But they look like they have a lot of fun. I mean, like, he seemed super drunk, but as soon as Clyde left, it was just like a switch of, oh, you thought I was drunk. Like, very very sober, and I'm, in my mind, I'm like, either you're very used to that scotch in your desk, or you, you're amazing. I, I don't know. I went back and I watched that again because I wanted to see if he changed his drinks or anything like that, but it didn't show anything. You know, it cut away, and so it just looked like he was drinking or not drinking as much or acting drunker than he was. But yeah. we find out some stuff about Clyde in this episode um, through Keith that this ex that um, Clyde wants Keith to track down actually took a lot of money from Clyde. He, She knew about his stash, and she took, like, $900,000 from Clyde. Yeah. Good on you, girl. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and then we also found out about Nicole, ooh, a little bit of her background. You know, her family works in construction, and she also happened to be sexually assaulted, which is how she, you know, got Comrade Quacks in the first place. And, you know, then now it's your friend versus my friend type of situation. Like, which one is could be the bad guy? Mm. Well, you okay? Talking about Comrade Quacks a little bit. Um, we spoke last episode about the people who are putting the date rape drug in the drinks seem to be part of like the explosions um, or seem to be dying a little bit. We we're talking mm-hmm. about spring break, and now this guy that's in this episode who gets the bomb around his neck. He was the one that was putting the white powder in the drinks. So I kind of want to know, do you think that that has some, anything to do with it? Or like, is there a correlation between people who are getting bombed and maybe like the state rape drug or anything like that? Or do you, don't, do you think that that's not related at all? I feel like that personal bomb was maybe somehow not related to the other bombs. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like, I see. Like, I, like they could those be separate. Are different yes. people or different groups. I feel like the sea sprite bombing and the one after could could be something completely having to do with Chino or something else. I don't know why that person because you personalize an actual bomb to somebody's person. Yes, that was that scary you, you made it to personal watch. instead of what's that um the word you made it personal instead of like generalized yes okay yeah generalized terror versus a personalized i don't know that that's the official word probably you can you can leave it in the comments because i'm not sure but yeah like having an actual personal bomb attached to your head that will go off on a on a public beach or it can be seen by anybody you wanted that that was a more for me a more personal outtake on the guy versus a generalized terror you wanted to cause. Yeah, that was like that so be done scary watching that bomb being put on a person. Because it's, like you said, it's very individualized. It is targeted to one specific person. Oh, that was so creepy, and he just couldn't get it off, and it was so hard to watch that. It, I feel like it, it's in a way of trying to punish... The like sinners in a way, mm, like, I see. For personalizing that way to punish the sinner for being an a hole, right? Being um, a guy who tries to take advantage of girls. Yeah, I see that. And that was your punishment. I, you were judged and you were found 
wanting. Yes, he was. And on that note, I feel like that covers kind of our episode for episode four. So um, we really dug deep into that crime. And before we go, we're going to talk about our special segment and we've got some news and predictions. So let's jump into that. Let's uh, talk about our special segment, which highlights powerful women who have overcome um, something either in their work or um, by breaking the glass ceiling. (laughs) Shay? Who do you have for us today? So today we have Deputy Jenna Underwood Nunez of Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. She was enjoying a day off with her husband and children next to a lake when she heard cries of distress coming from the water. And despite the fact that she was off duty and six months pregnant, she jumped into action. um, And she just related the entire incident, you know, in her own words. She... She was six months pregnant, and she still decided no matter what, she was still an officer. She needed to save somebody from drowning. It was a child that she had to save. And for me, reading the story, it was just amazing for you to just still want to jump into action that way when you have a life running you and something could have possibly happened to you even doing that in of itself. But also that shows just your, your high level of duty, whether you're on or off duty. That's good. Oh, I can't imagine being in that situation and having such a great reaction to help and want to save somebody else's life. She could have easily ran into the house or called somebody and waited for somebody else to take action, but she's the one that took action, even though it put her own life in danger. So that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that. And it's very empowering and encouraging to women. I would say. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into um, predictions before we get into anything else. After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, predictions. So we've talked about the show. We've really kind of talked about our predictions a little bit throughout. Um, But do you have anything specific that you want to predict for the next episode or the season? Uh, Predict that we're definitely going to figure out more if... BD and Clyde have much more to do with the bombings that are, you know, taking place in Neptune. And I also feel like there's definitely going to be retribution that he promised at the meeting when they didn't do the vote. I like that. I I like your predictions, and I, th- I, I agree with both of those. <laughs> I would also like to add to that that I think the missing engagement ring will be more important than we think it is maybe that it will come back and be a missing piece to the puzzle so i'm gonna predict that for this episode for for the upcoming rest of the season um and before we go let's go ahead and talk about news Okay. okay guys so i know you're probably wondering why mac hasn't been seen so far in season four the actress played by tina Majorino, haha, I knew I was gonna get it. She spoke, uh, finally broke her silence on why she wasn't in this season. So she said that Rob Thomas explained to her that most of the supporting characters weren't gonna be that much used within this season because they had an over arc, like a, a majorly over arc they were going to focus on. And she, as much as she loved playing Mac and growing in that character for so many years. She does. She felt like she deserved Mac deserved, especially a bigger a bigger spot on it. So she had to decline. 
That is sad to hear. I was really hoping to see Mac return in the later episodes, but at least we know now. Yes. Thank you, Shay. That was good. And thank you guys all for watching and tuning in. Um, Again, we appreciate you stopping by and (laughs) chatting with us about Veronica Mars. And we will be right back to talk about episode five in one hour. So 5 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll be right back here. But until then, Shay, where can everybody find you? You guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check me tonight at 7 p.m. on the Good Trouble mid-season finale. And we have a special guest. And I'm Kelsey Hightower. And you can see me right back here in one hour to talk about Veronica Mars. And you can find me online at at Kels Hightower. And until then, we will see you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.